What up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Petty Herbalist Podcast. It's your girl Karina, sitting on my couch, sitting right in the middle of my best friends. Hey, <laughs> it's your girl Asia is here. So grateful to be in California, yay. Some That's of my right. favorite people in the world. Yes, and we are right here on the land of the Tongva people, aka Los Angeles, California. And we have a special, special guest here today. Our very best friend, Ballet. <laughs> like ballet. Sometimes we might call her Coco, but that's only for us. <laughs> for the rest of you, it's Ka. Lay. <laughs> yes, and so let's get started with our medicine bags. Asia, what you got in your medicine bag today? Ooh, pass. <laughs> <laughs> well, already. Amen, amen. What would you like to ask me, Asia? <laughs> What's in your medicine bag, sweet sis? Well, in my medicine bag, I have the love of my best friends. Hugs, loves, you know, sometimes Asia yells at me, sometimes I yell at her, sometimes Kelly tells us that we need to change our outfits, you know, the things, the things of love, the things of, wow, long-term friendships. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's a lot of medicine that I've been needing for a while, so it's beautiful. Mm. Coco, you got anything in your medicine bag? think it was just this trip has been restorative i haven't been with my girls in a very long long time just us and our our silly antics <laughs> um our fretting our just the way we can be candid with each other how i can be blunt with no fear mm. it's refreshing i'm sad to go back but also happy because i know karina is ready <laughs> I have some activities to embark upon, if you know what I mean, okay? <laughs> Gotta clean my house, but I will be missing my girls. Trust. Mm. Asia, are you ready to let the folks know what's in your medicine bag? Yeah, I mean, I have a lot on my, my spirit, and I haven't fully um, composted or digested most of it. Um, so the medicine that's in my medicine bag is going to be, um, dandelion and, and burdock. Mm. Um, one of the most beautiful phenomenons in the herbal world is the way that plants that grow together usually work well together. Um, and mm. so you'll often find dandelion and yellow dock growing together dandelion and burdock growing together um and that that idea of plant symbiosis or plant guilds um help us to sort of stay rooted and grounded in the fact that there's no really such thing as a single plant that each plant is always arising out of belovedness and community and collectivity um, with a bunch of other people. And so I'm thinking about the the plant guild that the three of us are mm. and the medicine that we create collectively. Um, 
as I am trying to digest this uh, this momentous occasion. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, that was so, so beautifully put. Thank you. Linking the plant world with us. Not that we're different, but just reminding us that we are kin. Mm. It's beautiful. Yeah. <sighs> well, thanks, y'all, for sharing what's in your medicine bag. We thought that this week we could do a fun episode between us and share what we're learning together on this trip. Mm. You know, every time we're together as aunties, as best friends, we learn something new. So, uh, yeah, let's get into it. Let's talk about some lessons that we have or takeaways from our trip together, from our conversations, all the things. Yeah. Mm. One of the big takeaways um, driving up to Fontana, California to <laughs> uh, meet my long lost family. Mm. Uh, we listened to our Auntie Kim Tallbear. Shout out. Shout out to her talk about sort of um, indigenous perspectives on non-monogamy. And it was really beautiful, you know, to to see Karina (laughs) responding to the part like, yes, that's right. And just like really vibing because I I thought she I thought that she would. Um, But yeah, this weekend we really kind of discussed our the changing contours of the way that we relate the way that we relate sexually, the way that we relate asexually, um, and really thinking about sort of our indigenous perspectives on love and sex and family making. Mm. And that was a really sort of beautiful um, ungrounding, uncovering, unearthing that we got to dig into Um and really come to terms with how it is that we want to grow and be in the world in relationship to others. Mm. That was a big takeaway for me. What about y'all? Mm. Whew. I mean, there's a lot that I feel like I'm going to take away. Lots, lots of great conversations, lots of love poured out by friends, by family, um, Hmm. I would just say that it's cool when I get together, my friends together, like different, um, different groups of people from different points of time in my life. It's cool to like have those people engage with one another and then like try to understand why we connect. Hmm. It's cool seeing all those conversations happen and then see people relate to Others, people seeing other people that they didn't think that they'd ever see after college, you know. um, Yeah, just seeing my friends from different points in time engage with one another and just understand me better was a a, a takeaway that I take away every time I bring people together. Um, And it's always beautiful to see it. So that's for me. about you, Coco? Let me think. Probably one of the big things is just accepting my current body now. Mm. Just being around you guys and how 
you walk in your bodies and how I've been uncomfortable in mine for a while. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I feel like, you know, you blend in with your surroundings, as Asia was saying earlier, how things grow together. So I'm with, when I'm with you and you're comfortable and you're accepting your new auntie bodies, as Asia calls <laughs> you know, it, it makes me accept mine a lot better and feel a lot more comfortable and, and a lot more beautiful because that, that has been a struggle for me since that's been 2023's struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it'll be an ongoing struggle, but it's nice to just feel comfortable, mm. you know? Yeah, I feel that. It's interesting because even though I feel like I'm at my least ideal body type, I'm the most comfortable I've ever been. And when I was at the more ideal, the more I was self-conscious. So I think at this point in my life, I'd rather feel completely comfortable in my body and in the least ideal and just be happy. Mm. You know? Choose happiness. Choose happiness, yeah. Not waiting for a certain time for me to be happy and for me to be fully satisfied in myself. Yeah. I mean, I think that I have always struggled with realism. Hmm. I have always struggled with, like, the expectations that are presented in the world of what a body is supposed to be like versus what my body is and what the bodies are Hmm. surrounding me. And one of the healing medicines of age is that I don't look around at my kinship group and pathologize their bodies like I used to. Mm. It's like, no, actually, when I look back at it, women of this age have bodies that look like this and always have. Who was I comparing myself to? What did Mm. I expect would happen? Yeah. Um, And so just like shrinking that gap between my expectations and reality, Mm -hmm. um, that's been a really powerful growth point for me. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, one of the themes that we've really touched on this weekend is our relationship to discipline. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, I have been experiencing a lot of turmoil in the home and have seen a lot of my uh, my structures collapse mm. um, and have seen the impact of my structures kind of falling apart. Mm. Um, and so, of course, like the drive for me right now is to restructure and to build up, you know, those practices and things like that again. What I love about being an herbalist is that even when everything falls apart, I still have a strong foundation of mm. herbal health care and my health care period. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, like that theme, that conversation of our new relationship to discipline is like one of the big takeaways for me, and especially in conversation about bodies, mm-hmm. because I prefer my body to be wild. Mm. I don't want to train. I don't want to discipline. I don't want to punish or penalize my body. I want my body to be all that it wants to be all the time. Mm -hmm. So where does those, where do those conversations meet? Yeah. Right. A body that's wild and liberated and does what it likes and feels good in itself. 
and this idea of, you know, where is there a place for, for this conversation? Right. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I like how Asia uses the language of instead of focusing on losing weight, focus on gains, like adding things to your body. So it's like we're not getting rid of the wildness. The I'm thinking of like a a horse, like, you know, galloping. You're not getting rid of the horse galloping, but you are putting a fence around the acreage of land so that the horse can run free in their safe area. Hmm. And so maybe that's what we're doing with our um, wanting to press into discipline. Hmm. It's just to add a little more structure to what we do. Hmm. doesn't mean that you can't go out and frolic. It just means you know we're safe. Hmm. And you're creating ease to come back home, too. Because if you're just wild, what if you get lost? Hmm. If you're in your little rectangle, square, whatever, however you create the boundaries, <laughs> you know, you know we're safe and you know it's always close to home. Yeah. I like it. Um, you know, in, in permaculture, we talk about rotational grazing. Mm. Um, some of these ideas come from the Allen Savory Institute. Uh, but rotational grazing is a process of moving cattle or ruminants around pasture so that they don't overgraze the land. Mm. And by moving the cattle um, similar to the way that they would move if they were being chased by predators, mm. um, the cattle actually contribute lots of nitrogen and carbon to the soil. And so one of the ways to get meat that doesn't add, uh, you know, chaos to the climate <laughs> is by choosing farmers who choose to rotationally graze their animals mm -hmm. versus allowing them to just, you know, eat up the grass and, mm -hmm. and mess everything up. And then they start to erode the landscape. And so that image is coming to mind and mm -hmm. you're sharing the value of intentionality, yeah. um, in the way that rotational grazing creates, um, a better experience of life for the cows, for the people, and for the planet. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting with that metaphor. I'm in that metaphor and mm -hmm. still wrestling. Mm. Yeah, this is going to be a, a new thing for us. I mean, Asia and I went on a walk yesterday, and we were talking about things that we want to let go of. And I'm like, I want to let go of resentment, but resentment means holding on. And I feel like I have resentment towards discipline because of how I grew up. I grew up in the Pentecostal church and I just had so many restrictions, so many things I had to do. And also, I was the good child of my house, so, you know, I had to keep in order. Like, there are all these disciplines in my life that created, for me, the need to always do things for others and not for myself. Mm. So I could be super disciplined for, you know, school, for school, enough for school, definitely a lot for work and other activities, church, sports, whatever. But like I didn't include myself. And I just remember in college, like some of I was in RA and some of the girls were like, well, what do you like to do for fun? I was like, I, I don't know. 
I don't have time to do things for fun. fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, after answering that question, I never wanted to answer with that same question or answer, have that same answer for that question ever again. And so I have resentment of discipline because I, um, I link that word with that time of my life, and I don't want that. So I guess what I want to give up is holding on to that and... I want to open up to having discipline be new for me, mm. not something that I keep attaching to an old part of my life. So, mm. yeah. Coco, what's your relationship to discipline? Listen, you guys know, uh, after Anna Marie Jefferson uh, <laughs> said we were grown, this is my grandma, there was no discipline. So I've been mm. just out here getting up when I feel like it. Um, doing what I feel like when I feel like which I think is probably where my struggle comes I wake up I get to work five minutes before you know after work I start dinner um, I hang out I go to bed repeat um, and then on the weekends I'm in bed sleeping because I don't have a schedule I don't have a routine Mm. And that was cool for 20 year old Calais who could just get up go do something on the fly but Kelly in her 30s hmm. is struggling. I I can't do the things I used to, and I feel like I'm just, my days are just going by with no progress, mm -hmm. um, with no real, <laughs> real gains. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm wondering what discipline, what it would take for me to even adopt discipline into my life, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, am I gonna be someone who gets up earlier? Am I going to be someone who maybe after work takes an hour to take care of myself, whatever that looks like, before I start dinner? I don't know yet. Mm -hmm. um, and I also live with another human being full time. So it's like it's both of our discipline is both of our schedules because what I do affects him, too. Mm -hmm. So it's like a conversation we both need to have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's it's also weird being a kind of a we Instead yeah. Of, <laughs> instead of just a one, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, we don't have to do everything together, but essentially, yeah, we're a we. Mm -hmm. um, mm. I get up, he gets up, you know? I'm making dinner, he's eating that dinner. It's, it's interesting. Mm. 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 Interesting. This is 30s. These are 30s. For me. Yeah. I mean, for me, there's like, there's this conversation about liberation that is always present in my body around like, what does it mean to be self-possessed, hmm. right? As a daughter of the enslaved, when I woke up, when I went to bed, when I ate, who I fucked, like all of these decisions, I had no bodily autonomy. We mm. arrived here without bodily autonomy and mm. post emancipation, still like the grind of capitalism to build foundation. And my ancestors built that foundation and then I was born and having autonomy over all of my things sometimes doesn't look like discipline from the outside. Mm. 
mm-hmm. like the ability to like trust my animal body like I wake up with the sun and I don't care if it's daylight savings time because I own my labor so I can mm-hmm. just start right I can shift to all of my meetings I can do whatever the hell I want to mm-hmm. I'm not a we us mm. ours I'm just a me mm. right and I was very disciplined as a as a young person, but that discipline emerged from chaos and emergency. Mm. I had to have discipline because so much trouble was surrounding me and I needed order and structure because my life literally depended on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, when I experienced depression Um, part of the thing and the gift of depression was like depression makes you sleep in Mm y'all depression makes you eat depression makes you sit on the couch Mm -hmm. depression asks you to unwind Mm -hmm. to release to let go to give up right there's the the edge of depression but there's also the beauty in it Mm -hmm. And so for me, now that I don't struggle with mental illness and I'm not dancing with insanity, Mm -hmm. um, what, what is, what life now do I choose? Um, like I said, the past few, the past month has been really hard, um, watching all of my beautiful structures kind of like fall to the wayside, um, but there is this question, there is this opportunity about like, what is the new conversation that I want to create? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that was a big theme for us this weekend, just sitting uh, in the trouble of, of this conversation about discipline and, you know, not associating discipline with patriarchy, not mm-hmm. associating discipline with white supremacy, not associating discipline, you know, with negativity, but what is it beautifully at its core? Like, what is its gift? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you all y'all for your contributions and y'all's questions and lessons and all the things. And so I think that we just have one segment left. I think we have our bougie auntie word of advice. Coco, do you want to start us off with your bougie auntie word of advice? Oh, what is my <laughs> advice out there as a, as a newly discovered auntie? <laughs> um, I would just say my advice is wear it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come on, um, preach. Wear it. If you like that shirt, that skirt, wear it. You're waiting for a special occasion, or you're waiting for the the right weight. Mm. If it can fit, wear it. <laughs> yep. Wear it outside. <laughs> wear it to the store. Wear it to Walgreens. You know, <laughs> walking around the campus today when we were just watching the youth, I was like, look at them. Just they're just wearing their outfits. They're mm-hmm. just you know, have their own style. God, I wish I was that way when I was young. So I'd say wear it. <laughs> wear it. Enjoy it. Don't fret about it. Don't overthink it. Mm, that's a good one, Coco. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> Asia? 
I don't know. What's what's coming up for me is put a ring on it. Oh. <laughs> um, I think that was for a certain somebody, but you know, wrong answer. <laughs> I this this idea of like if you like it, then commit. Mm. Right? Like mm, that was a dig at me, but it's <laughs> I'll take that read. There was no salt added, okay? It was gluten free as well. Um <laughs> But no, I'm uh I got to have some time with my sweet sister Tammy. Um shout out to Tammy. Shout Cho. out to Tammy Cho, our fave. <laughs> um and she was talking about becoming a biker mm-hmm. and her process of like She's like, no, I need you to get it, get it. I'm going to be one of those people. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you going to be in one of them Power Rangers suits? I was going to say, <laughs> do we need to buy her one of those? <laughs> I said, we going to protect that ass, girl. <laughs> okay. We need the pads in there. <laughs> just a little. <laughs> and um, I just really admired and just really loved, you know, her preparation to commit. And for me, it's like, what are the mm-hmm. things in my life? That I'm just dating still. That I'm just stringing along. Like, what are the parts of my life that I'm just, you know, waiting for the right moment? No, like, what are the parts of my life that I really want to commit to? Hmm. That I really want to put a ring on and marry and be forever about? Um, And so, yeah, like, that's kind of what's coming on up for me. Shibuji auntie word of advice is put a fucking ring on it. Well, amen. <laughs> that was that on that. <laughs> and uh, if you're listening to this podcast, this is about you. <laughs> so just do it. You know who you are. Um, but let's see. For my bougie auntie, word of advice. Yeah, I agree with put a ring on it. I agree with put on that dress. And also... Love people. <laughs> Love people with reckless abandon. Like, give your heart away. Like, and trust that the 30 people come into your party, they all love you. Mm. Even in the, all the different ways. Um, maybe you haven't seen them in three years. Maybe I just saw you yesterday. Um, I don't know. Still throw your heart out there. It's worth it. Sometimes it gets crushed. But it doesn't break. Your heart never breaks, y'all. It might get stretched a little bit, but it doesn't ever break. It keeps moving. It keeps you alive. So, my Bougiante word of advice is to live and love deeply. And, yeah, love however you love. You Polyamorous, you know, we're out here. <laughs> <laughs> um, monogamous, whatever. Like, truly put your heart out there. It's worth it. So, if oh. you want, if you relate with it. That's what I got. Yes. Thank y'all. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for listening to us every, you know, every time we put it out. Um, we really appreciate y'all's support in all the ways. Especially if you like all the things on the social media, you share the things that we're about. Um, yeah, your DMs <laughs> DMs are open. <laughs> okay, period. <laughs> Oh, um, it's true. Holler at me. Y'all know my gram. Um, 
And yeah, special shout out to y'all who have coins and who support us on the Patreon. Hmm. Patreon.com slash Petty to support the production of the podcast. I will get back to my series, I promise you. Um, but uh, yeah, and then also the people who are supporting Patreon.com slash Bones, Bugs, and Botany and supporting Asia's whole life. She has a, a bunch of cool stuff and... We're also working on some fun stuff for the summer, so keep your ears open, keep your eyes open, stay woke. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, anything else for both of y'all that you'd like to share with the folks? Um, no, I'm looking forward to our permaculture design course coming up next weekend. And, um, you know, y'all are... Y'all are following me. Y'all know all the things. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know my business. But no, it's just really good to be here. So happy to have you, Yay. Kelly. Right, they Show finally you. invited me. I'm so happy. <laughs> I can't stand her. <laughs> I'm Too just much. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening, y'all. And before we leave, always remember to <laughs> stay ready and be petty. Bye. Bye. Ha, ha, ha.